0: Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Sheila Zelinsky Show. I have a fantastic guest today. He's a Good friend of the program. Before I jump into the program, I just want to remind people, make sure that you jump on over to SheilaZelinski.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter. I'm sending a newsletter out this weekend, and it's very important. It's a great way to stay in the loop. Another great way to get in contact with me, we're getting a lot of emails. There's a lot of demand on this ministry for the spiritual boot camp training. A lot of things are on the horizon, and I really want to keep everybody abreast on that. You know the best way to do that is, become one of my patrons on Patreon. That's a great way to stay in the loop. And in order to give back to my supporters, I really want to plan for monthly fireside chats with Sheila and special guests. It's a wonderful feature. I have Mark Taylor, Carla Butot and other guests do that in the past. And I really want to organize that. I also want to go to video platform very soon. I'm in talks right now with somebody to help me out with that. You know, I did. A, I actually tried the whole advertising thing, and I always felt like I was stopping halfway through a sermon. This sermon is brought to you by fill-in-the-blank. And I really think that advertising, when you go down that road, I think it really can get into almost, it can be a hindrance. I don't want to be an infomercial. I did send out a survey, and I heard back from the listeners that that is not the preference to be loaded with commercials all the time. You know what? I'm probably never going to get on CBN, TBN. I'm not going to probably going to get those big Fox news, budgets. So this ministry is 100% listener supported. And I really want to remind people, please do get behind this ministry. You know, there's a lot of people that eat the meat of this program. I look at my downloads per month. And as many of you know, YouTube two years ago, completely demonetized my entire platform. Um, I'm surprised I actually have a YouTube channel, they just flagged the last two videos as violating community guidelines, but they never tell me exactly what I did to violate it. And you know, what else is really strange since 2018 i've never moved one subscriber off 112 subscribers at the time when they did monetize me it's like they froze me from getting any subscribers too. 2018 i had 112 and look what i still have wow that's weird i haven't gone up in two years despite my podcast tripling I'm sure there's nothing to see there. So as you know, for 10 years, I've been waging war on the enemy and I'm asking people that who are not, please do get behind this ministry. And thank you for those who are supporting it. If you're not a supporter, I'm asking, will you come alongside and support this ministry? And I thank you in advance for that. Well, speaking of evangelists, my good friend, coach Dave Dobmar, a good friend of the program, he's a veteran, 35-year high school football coach, and he was spurred to action when attacked and eventually sued, if you can believe that, by the ACLU in the late 90s for, guess what, mixing prayer with his coaching. Oh, how dare him. And he had a very lengthy court battle against the ACLU. And as a result of that experience, coach heard the call to move out of coaching football to the job of coaching God's team and Pass the salt ministry was formed. And I cannot say enough about Pass the salt. Boy, talking about one of the things I know is big on Dave's heart. And of course, mine too, is mobilizing the army of God to be the salt and light that it talks about there in Matthew 512. And I'm so happy to have him back on the program. He is long overdue. He is just one of my favorite men. Boy, you gotta follow this guy on facebook let me tell you his memes are i thought my memes were good it is the one and only coach dave hey coach we watched joe slow jim crow last night on the debates old black-eyed joe what was up with that is that a clone a double what is going on with that debate trump had to debate chris wallace and joe biden (laughs) great to have you back coach weigh in on this insanity
1: Sheila, it's great to be on with you, and I think it's a combination of demonology and psyop. I mean, those two may not go together, but I was, you know, we were discussing that a little bit on on my own show this morning. Joe Biden last night in the debate, he's it's like he's not even a human being. It's like there's no there's nothing inside there, right? Yeah. And then the and then the psyop that's gone on around us with the masks and the social distancing and not opening. The, Sheila, we are in the midst of something that maybe. 10, 15, 20 years from now, we're going to look back on this and say, ah, I you looked deeply into the eyes of Joe last night. And, uh, boy, I just don't. You know, I had someone, one one of the listeners to my own show said today that, and Sheila, you can go back and look at this, there's no aura around Joe Biden. Yeah. He's just kind of there, you know? He's and, like
0: this soulless, lifeless yes, blow-up doll.
1: Yes, and so you have to ask yourself what or who is speaking through that guy because uh, he's... I mean, he's there. He's looking in the camera. He's saying stuff, but he's basically emotionless. There's something supernatural, Sheila, that's happening in the governmental realm that I don't think the average person, certainly even the average Christian, has any concept of what it is. I don't even know if I understand it, but it's certainly otherworldly.
0: Well, it is. And I think a lot of people have noticed this over the years. And I've done exposes on these Hollywood hucksters. A lot of them, I really I'm sure right wing watch is going to salivate at this. You know, are they so full of demons? Or is it some kind of cloning? Is it some kind of beast tech, you know, that the vaccine warp everybody into? I mean, there's a lot of nefarious things going on concurrently, isn't there?
1: There is, Sheila, and I was just thinking as as you were saying that, you know, we kind of swim in the same waters and the same rivers anyway, and I, you know, you're saying that stuff, and if you could get a picture of me, I'm sitting here nodding my head, but Sheila, you know what, the average churchgoer wouldn't have any idea what you're talking about, would they? And the Bible tells us that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And the average person who goes into a church on Sunday and sits inside that church and hears a sermon from a pastor or on Facebook or out in the parking lot or however they might be doing it, they never, ever go to the supernatural, which is what you're the best at, at your prayer assaults, all of that, Sheila. And the average person going into the church, if you had said from the pulpit what you just said to me They wouldn't have any idea what you're talking about and how can Christians in this day and age and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and twatter and all these different things out there. How can Christians still be so ignorant? She it really baffles me.
0: Well, if I wasn't laughing about Twitter and twatter, <laughs> I would not Well, we've got fascist book and fake book. You know, but here's the thing. What you said is so astute, Dave, and I couldn't agree more. And I'll give people an example of this. Up on your screen is a picture of an article that Coach Dave and I both got picked up again. We're always the right-wing, radical, rabid conspiracy kooks wearing the raining tinfoil hat now here's newsweek very big lefty magazine picking up comments that we made about ruth bader ginsburg now dave i think this goes a long line with what you're saying because again what dave just said my people perish through lack of knowledge and where does also judgment start you look at hillsong coming out last night with their tweet about trump and you mm-hmm. know you've got these the beth moores of the world you know the max lakatos of rick warrens that have bashed trump and i mean we got Dwayne the rock Dwayne Pebbles Johnson supporting Kamala Harris and Jim Crow slow Joe Biden what is going on here like you got to be kidding me but you're right Dave if I had to preach that from the pulpit 99% of Christians would have looked at me deer in headlights like what are you talking about and that shows you where we are as a as a church, doesn't it, Dave?
1: It does. And and uh, one of the, again, one of the things we spoke about this morning, I was watching the debate last night, Sheila, and the unchallenged lies were just like, people don't even think anything about lying anymore. They just kind of accept lies, you know, hey, put this face mask on, it'll help you. Hey, millions of people are going to die from COVID. Hey, social distance. Hey, stand behind this plastic thing, right? I mean, just lie after lie after lie. Nobody ever questions it. And so I went to 2 Thessalonians. Today, where it says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the workings of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, and them that perish. Sheila, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, what? Christians not receiving the love of the truth, right? Being deceived. Because of that, God shall send them strong delusion delusion that they should believe a lie. Sheila, I think it's judgment of God that's upon us, especially upon some of our leaders who have moved in a direction other than what I think the gospel would take them. And the lies that they're telling and the veil of deception that's falling over Christian America to me is just astounding.
0: Well, and it really ties into doctrines of demons. I really believe because they believed a lie, then they get handed over. You know what yes. I mean? It's not the other way around. Like well, so many no, preachers no. are preaching from the pulpit. But again, I mean, let's take the Newsweek Uh, story and expound on this. So up on your screen again, uh, here's Dave's comments, here are mine. I really said to the world, are you kidding me? Like, rest in peace, Ruth? Are you you kidding me? Like, there's no rest for that murderous, butcheress hag that, I, I think I said something like she killed more people than Hitler and Mao, Stalin, and probably and Mean and a whole bunch of them combined. Like, you know, 60 million babies. I mean, feminist icon from the pit of hell, maybe. But maybe. Geez, no, I mean, yeah. I, it didn't so much shock me, Dave, but it really surprised me at the level of pastors on the Twitter feed of mine. And I called these guys out. Well, I'll tell you, I was relegated to the pits of hell. And those were the nice ones, Dave.
1: Uh-huh. That's because we've become nicer than Jesus, haven't we, Sheila? We've become, <laughs> we've become nicer than Jesus. And I don't know how I got on the Newsweek thing. I, don't, I, You know, they found me somewhere. I said this, Sheila, I'm glad she's dead. I'm sorry that she died without finding Christ if she didn't. I pray she called out on her deathbed but chances are she probably did not I don't rejoice that she's in hell I girl, hear others say girl. that it's the consequences of what of the rejection of Jesus if she would be in hell it's the consequences of her rejection of Jesus but Sheila I would have been a lot happier if five years ago she had just resigned and stopped doing her hellish work yeah. here on earth I would have been a lot happier about that and then if she died okay but Sheila she was devouring those little babies up till yeah. the very end we forget how how wicked this woman is. And like you, man, did I get a pushback from the nicer than Jesus crowd, brother. I, t- I tell you, it, it, it's um, I, Sheila, I rejoice she's dead. I'm sorry that she didn't find Jesus, but I rejoice that she's not destroying lives anymore.
0: Well, that's just it. We don't rejoice. She's in hell. But sin wouldn't be very attractive, Dave, if the wages were paid immediately, would it?
1: No, it sure
0: wouldn't. You know, here's the thing. God has something to say about the shedding of innocent blood, but why are these seeker friendlies so quick to just appease everybody? We don't want to offend anyone. And one pastor said, well, Sheila, you know, you're right, but we don't want to put that out there. What's wrong with that picture, Dave?
1: Are you sitting down, Christians? Because I tell them, despite what they tell you everywhere you go. Where well, I go to the abortion clinics a lot, Sheila, and I've got a lot of preaching going on, and I I hear people calling out to God, loves you, God love you, don't do that, Jesus loves yeah. you, and Sheila, there's some truth to that, but the truth also is the devil has children. Jesus Christ, God Almighty, once everyone to come to him. He says his desire is that none shall perish. That's his desire. And that all would come to the knowledge of the truth. But he also said, you are of your father, the devil, and the works of your father, you will do. Sheila, do you know that the devil has kids? That not every child, as they've taught us all throughout all of Christianity, we're all God's children. Well, that contradicts the scriptures. We're not all God's children until we come into the right relationship and are adopted into the family of God. And so this idea, going back again, nicer than Jesus, women are going in to kill their baby, and we cry out how much Jesus loves them. See, Sheila, we got our message wrong. We should be crying out to them, stop that, you murder, flee from the wrath of God. Don't do that. Wow, that's
0: so good, Dave. You know, because we're in good company, because, you know, they they probably would have kicked Jesus out of the church today. And and Paul wouldn't have got out of his car across the parking lot. They would have mowed him down, probably. Because the point is that, you know, they had very strong words. I mean, we know what Jesus called out these devils of the day. And yet we call them out and we get a lot of backlash. I mean, I get a lot of vitriolic hate mail in my inbox from so-called claimants. But this is what the bigger issue is. You'd never hear a sermon on great are the afflictions and the suffering, do you?
1: No, you don't. You don't. And see, the Bible tells us, Sheila... Listen, I thank him every day. There's nothing special about me. I'm not full of pride. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. But the reality of it is the Bible tells us that it is the fear of God that drives us to repentance. The fear of God. Sheila, when's the last time you heard that preached in church, right? sitters in the hands of an angry God. See, that's not friendship evangelism. That's being harsh and cruel and not loving your brother and judgmental, Sheila. I don't know about you. It was the fear of God that eventually drove me to the cross.
0: Well, and friendship with the world is enmity with God. What part of that do people not get? And this isn't being harsher, as you just mentioned, judgmental. I think what the problem here is Christians out there, and everybody's a Christian by definition. We've even right. talked about this on a, on a recent Facebook feed of yours. I'm so careful to say that word now, because if true followers of Jesus Christ, what did Jesus say? Who are my disciples? They will do as I do. God says in, I think it's Proverbs 6, as it were, hands that shed innocent blood. I mean, this, yes. is ser- this is serious stuff when the blood cries out.
1: Folks, listen, read the Bible and think, right? It says in Proverbs, as you just shared, Sheila, that God hates hands that shed innocent blood. Now, Sheila, do this for me because I can't see you. Hold your hands up in the air like you're, somebody said, stick them up. And so you put your hands in the air. Let me ask you something, Sheila. Are your hands connected to your body? Yes. So is it just the hands that the Lord hates?
0: Mm, that's good, yeah.
1: It's certainly in just the hands, is it? Wouldn't it be the one that manipulates the hands and the thoughts behind the manipulation of the hand? And it wasn't it Jesus himself that warned us. He said, in that day, many, many are going to say to me, Lord, didn't we cast out devils? And didn't we lay hands on the sick and see them recover? Lord, didn't we do all these wonderful, marvelous things for you? And he said, like, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute here. Uh, tell me again, what was your name? Who are you? See, we're spreading the wrong message. When I'm out on the street, I hear street preachers a lot say, Jesus, loves you right i went through that before jesus loves you you are an apart from christ the wrath of god abides upon you see it doesn't matter sheila if you know jesus does he know you i wow. never knew you you go around to ask everybody you know jesus oh yeah i know jesus you know lebron james yeah I, well, everybody they know you because there's a difference isn't there
0: Mm, that's good. And what does the word tell us? Matthew seven twenty one through 23, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Who enters? He that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. You got to be doing as well. 22, and many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not cast out devils? Haven't we done all these wonderful works? And then Jesus will say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Think of the implications of that, Dave.
1: This is to people who think they are believers and followers, Sheila. This isn't to, to some abortionist or some sodomite. This is to people who think they are doing the will of God. He said, I'm sorry, what was your name? I, I think I missed that somewhere, right? Wow. Boy, it's really, it's, boy, She, that's a scary, scary thought, right?
0: This is a huge problem, and God is looking for an A-team, folks, and he's dealing with like a D-team, an E-team, an F-team at best because people are sitting on the sidelines. Nobody's in their word. Nobody's praying. Nobody's fasting. Nobody's occupying. Nobody's in their word. We have a spiritually malnutritioned society. These Christians, they're not feeding on their word. They're anemic biblically.
1: What's happening, Sheila, because all of us battle containment, We were talking about it again on our show a couple weeks ago, talking about the major Christian media groups. Who would those be? Uh, Salem, Bot Radio. I mean, we could all name them, right? We could, we could all rather. They they own, they own all these radio stations, Chris, Sheila. Have you had a chance to be on any of those? No. Nope. Has, has L.A. Marzulli <laughs> or Dizdar or or Michael Lake, are, do they have an opportunity to get on these platforms and really speak to the truth to the people who are listening? Or do we get reruns of Chuck Swindoll? I love Chuck Swindoll. Do we get reruns of John McCarthy? or do we we get those who are telling us on the cutting edge Here's what's going on, friends. Here's the spiritual war. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Here's what it looks like. Here's how they operate. Here's where they're coming from. Here's how they get access into your life. Here's how you push back. Sheila, are you on any of those radio stations?
0: Well, as a matter of fact, CBN, a funny story because you got the TBNs, the CBN, the CSNs. They actually wrote me a letter a couple years ago when people asked for me to be on their platform and wrote me back and said, you're not a good fit for our content. Ah.
1: Well, there you go, right? (laughs) So the answer
0: would be no. But you're so right because spiritual warfare, dealing with demons, which is a big subject that the church doesn't want to talk about. And here's the thing, you know, my very dear friend, one of my best friends, and she's a preacher in Texas, Carla Butad said something so powerful. And it just, wow, it hit me. She said, you know, if if a witch was to... Say, come to your town out there in Ohio, Dave, and she wants to recruit uh, witches in her coven. She would teach those recruits their power, their spell casting, everything. Probably the first week they would learn that. <laughs> Yet, right. you know, Christians sit in a pew for 30 <coughs> years and they're never taught their power and authority as per right. Luke 10:19. Isn't that stunning?
1: We don't believe in the supernatural anymore, right? Christians don't believe in the supernatural, and as a result, Sheila, we end up with dare I. say it because i don't really know behind the scenes what's going on but what appears to be hucksters right hucksters appear to to get on tbn and not people who are going to get in and get down to the the nitty-gritty and talk about charged objects in your home generational curses demons or principalities over areas the stuff that we are supposed to know my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Now, Sheila, the word perish, you used that earlier. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. And see, it would be great if perish meant die. That would be almost merciful. <laughs> yeah. but, if, but if you look up perish, you'll see that it's like a wild stallion running around without restraint. Just running here and there, back and forth. Why? Because they don't understand what's going on, what they're fighting against. And can I tell you the truth, Sheila? I'm not sure I get it, got it all figured out, but I know this. It's a lot more than they taught you in your Baptist church. I can promise you that. Mm. And so we see now by the hand of Almighty God, with all this COVID and everything, that the church determined that they're non-essential. And I thought, Lord, at least they admit it. At (laughs) At least they're finally admitting it. It's crazy times, but we're just in crazy, crazy times. And God's revealing nothing hidden that will not be revealed. And my goodness, what a time to be alive.
0: Well, it's exciting times, and it's also crazy times. I mean, we look around, and, and again, I said the other day on a show, Bible prophecy. You know, you look at Matthew 24, you look at some of these prophecies It's like reading a newspaper instead of something mm. written 3,000 years ago, Dave. And yet the devil's playbook for 6,000 years hasn't changed at all, has it?
1: <clears throat> no, it hasn't changed. And one of the points that I always try to make, I was a football coach, Sheila, for 30-some years. So I've, you know, I've been in a lot of huddles, and I've been in a lot of locker rooms, and I've been on a lot of game fields where I had to make a lot of quick decisions. And here's what has happened to us, and I think it's theological. And I really, folks, I don't care what your end-time theology is. I, I'm telling you, I couldn't care less preacher mid-trip, post-trip, pan-trip. I, I really don't care. But if we believed that the end is near, then it should affect the way we behave, right? And I would never, ever coach a football team, Sheila, that quit playing with five minutes to go on the clock. And that's, in essence, what we have done. Wow. We said, well, look, if there's only five minutes left. What are we going to get done here in five minutes? Well, I'd have, I'd have called time out, and I'd have walked out on the field, and I'd have got those guys in the huddle and say, listen, I'm watching this film, and if I'm looking at this film tomorrow morning and you suckers are loafing you ain't never playing for me again you play to the end occupy till I come he hasn't come and so many of our problems I believe are theological we're going to be out of here soon no sense us doing anything about it we're actually fighting God right Sheila you've heard all that stuff all yeah. of it in the meantime little babies die, marriage get destroyed little boys think they're little girls schools teach little girls they're little boys and the Lord must be up there tapping his foot looking down saying what the heck keep playing will you will you keep playing that's gonna be our biggest mistake I think Sheila when we get on the other side we're gonna look down and say oh man what I could have done had I only known well
0: you know somebody said something a loved one said this a couple years ago and I just I sat with it for a few days and I, I really was shocked and it was somebody I really respect and I was painting a picture of how horrifying the public education system is and, and folks if you did not hear my show this week with Alex Newman that mm. 14 page he's, he's good, he's isn't he? he is isn't he so good? good and I've got that linked actually below there's a link to that show because it's so important what they've done around the public education but this man said to me who I greatly respect he said what do you want me to do about it and that seems to be sort of the whole philosophy of people well yeah. you know I, I'm just one guy what's a little I have 16 Twitter followers. What am I going to do, Sheila? You have this mm-hmm. big platform. Dave, you have this big platform. You have all these people that follow you guys. Well, everybody can do something, can't they, Dave?
1: They can. And so that's what I thats what I try to do with my life, Sheila, is to coach others to play. Listen, when I was a football coach and a baseball coach and coached a lot of sports, Sheila, I never played. I didn't grab the football and run down the field. I didn't pun it. I didn't kick it. I didn't intercept it. I didn't tackle anybody, but I taught others how to do that. I didn't carry the ball, but I got the ball to the guy who could carry it. And that's what our churches have taught us. See, you walk into the average church and your pastor, he's the punter and the kicker and the quarterback and the receiver and the running back and the line. He runs the whole show. And what, what happens? Makes the rest of us spectators. We get fat and sassy sitting on the bench wondering what the coach is going to tell us this Sunday. And he never, ever equips us us for the works of the ministry was exactly what the scriptures say his job is to do. And so that's what I try to do. I can't do it all, but I can raise up little pockets of guys who can, and that's what we try to do. Exactly right. And I think that's so important, and that's that's what
0: your ministry is about. That's what we're going to talk about, Salt and Light Brigade. That's what my ministry is about, is connecting like-minded boots on the ground. You know, because it's not just Occupy Until you Come. One of the things that is so important, think about the Book of Acts. It's a book of actions. That ought to be our manual for Christian living, Dave, and that's what Salt and Light Brigade's all about. That's what I attempted to do through SWAT prayers, connecting like-minded people, boots on the ground. Because it's probably one of the biggest things that we get asked is, how can I find one of these non-Pied Piper pastors that's lulling people to sleep or lead? Leading people to a devil's hell or blind leading the blind or leading people off the cliff into this new world order disorder you know put on your mask be a nice little compliant minion do not question your pastor don't question your government you know don't bear arms these clergy response team type pastors that are reporting anybody that is there someone in your church questioning i mean this whole thing is a sci-fi dave i call them bedridden believers okay i'm still in that one bedridden bully but as a coach you're kind of like a battle general coach you know you've got this strategy up on the board for some kind of war or battle or game you know this defensive strategy directing an overall plan what do we do going forward here because I mean it's going to just get worse till November 3rd 2020 has been a tough year what are you recommending for the people out there listening that are so frustrated coach
1: well, well let me let me encourage uh, you listeners Sheila back in uh, early June I think I was I I, uh, I held a tactical training course event at at our ministry center here in, in Ohio and I've Going to teach them how to handle guns, self-defense, stuff that you would think the average Christian would know how to do and find out they didn't. I I was hoping we would get 20, and we got 100. And then about three weeks later, I went to an event in Missouri where Jamie Walden was having an event and he had 100. And then I went to an event in Wisconsin where Rob Pugh with the Wisconsin Christian News had organized a tactical training event, and he had nearly 100. And then again, this weekend, beginning on Friday, we're doing another one here in Ohio where I'd limited it to 60 because we couldn't handle all the people who understand something's going on and nobody's telling them what to do. So yeah. we're training people to come here, bring your gun that you bought, that you've never shot, you bring it, and we're to show you how to fire it. We're going to show you how to clean it. We're going to give you some strategies on how to operate it because the devil is coming to church, Sheila. The churches have emptied. We now know that the police cannot or will not protect us. I live out in the country, as my buddy Chad says, when the seconds count, the police are minutes away. And so people are understanding they're seeing Antifa and BLM. They're seeing it coming into the small communities now. And I can't tell you, Sheila, the number of people who are beginning to awake. I've been doing this a long time and i'm seeing people actually begin to awake but i don't know if it's soon enough sheila i just don't know
0: well listen i'm no craig Salmon sawyer dev grew seal team six former navy sniper he's a very good friend of mine i've had gun round tables where sig Swanstrom, the amazing dr chuck baldwin he's Pastor Chuck's come on my show talking about his book he wrote with Tim Baldwin, To Keep or Not to Keep Why Christians Should Not Give Up Their Guns. And that is really an excellent book, and I think it's a personal preference. I know that uh, in Canada, I mean, Justin Trudeau's come after the guns of the vengeance. He's banned close to 2,000 different kind of guns. We've seen mass shootings in churches you have the right to defend your property, your family, and you have a right to defend your church as far as I'm concerned. The only thing that stops a bad guy walking in your church with a gun is a good guy with a gun.
1: Why the heck? people? I hear people say that they, I don't believe in self-defense. I say, okay, good. Do you believe in defending your wife? Do you think, sir, that you have the right to choose whether or not your wife lives or dies? And because you're so pompous, you won't train yourself to protect your children. You're going to make the decision for her her, that her life's not worth it. You don't have the right to be able to do that, buddy. And if you're a real man, you're going to do everything you can to be trained and equipped to defend those that you love. If you lose your life doing so, greater love has no man than this. Then he would lay down his life for his friends. I understand all that. But I don't have the right to lay down my wife's life, and so I'm gonna prepare myself to defend myself against everything that's coming to our door. So that's what we're doing at these tactical training, self-defense, but Sheila, once they step onto your properties, it's survival. It's survival, right? It's survival of the fittest. And uh, I've got uh, I've got a lot of people that i've I'm committed to try to keep safe. So that's why I do it.
0: Rodney Howard Brown'll tell you right now he's got a sign. In fact, I'll uh, try to put this up on the screen for the folks. They're packing in that church, let me tell you, Dave.
1: Amen, amen. <laughs> and the churches are the ones that are disarming. Aren't? It's just, um, it's just again, Sheila, that uh, friendship evangelism that, that uh, has become so prevalent that Christians don't get angry, Christians don't fight, Christians are non-violent. Oh my goodness. But I'll, but I'll tell that... you
0: one thing that really, in addition to, you know, learning tactical things, I think we also have to really tactically, we have weapons of warfare too, and I think mm-hmm alongside of that, people need what I'm doing. I'm not doing that kind of tactical workshop, but coming into the fall and again next year, of course, COVID set it back. I'm doing a lot of spiritual warfare training, spiritual boot camps, weekend uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, training up people on how to do spiritual warfare because, listen, prayer is when you're addressing God. Warfare, and we say this in the book, is when you're addressing the enemy, and too many people Mm -hmm. just don't get it, do they?
1: He that dwelleth in the secret places the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty and I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in him will I trust and surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wing shall thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow of the by noon. Sheila, our Lord is our covering because why? Because there is an assault coming there ain't nobody that can protect you if the Lord says the time is up, you're not going to be able to do anything about that. But as we draw near to the Lord and we stand up and we come against that noisome pestilence and the foul, if we stand up, there shall be no evil be false and no plague come dwell, dwell, near our dwelling. Thousand will fall at your right hand and ten thousand at your right, Sheila. This is all in the scripture, see? And so the idea this combination of the spiritual war and the, and the natural war, in my mind, Sheila, they blend together. And that's what the gospel's about.
0: The action, again, Book of Acts, was a book of what? Acts. Wow, what a concept. Yeah. There was actually action to it. They went out in the highways and byways, and they laid hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I mean, we won't even lay hands on our brother to give him a hug, because he might have COVID, might have COVID. the The and pestilence? Are you
1: kidding? So, Sheila, I, I, you know, I, I'm one of these guys, folks. I don't wear masks. I mean, I, I don't. I'm, no, me my, either. My, my wife and I uh, were denied entrance on an airplane a couple of weeks ago, so I because we wouldn't put a mask on. But uh, I, I tell them this. I say, listen, uh, I refuse to bear false witness against my neighbor. They say, what? I say, yeah, I'm not going to put that mask on because you know and I know they don't work. And I'm not going to put on my mask and I'm going to make that person think that they're safe around me because I got a mask on. I said, that'd be like poking holes in a condom. Right, Uh, Sheila? Isn't that what it is, Sheila? Yeah. And so when I stand up and say, I'm sorry, I'm not wearing that mask. I'm not going to act like that thing protects me because it doesn't. It's nothing more than virtue signaling. I want you to think that I'm a guy that cares about you. Well, I do care about you. I care about you enough to tell you that mask will not protect you and i won't put one on
0: have you read the box of the mask dave yeah it says on there they don't they don't protect you right so i've got a a really shocking thing very quickly so i have a very liberal gal that got together with my oldest son and they had a child and my precious little granddaughter the other day in court the lawyers went up in court and showed the judge a tweet and because i was deemed by the judge to not take covid serious because of talking about the mask I've now have to have supervised visits with my grandchild. This is is absolutely so wicked, wicked. isn't it, Sheila? So yeah, they've been following my tweets, and you know, one of the things the lawyer printed out is something I said to Andrew Cuomo when he said climate change is real, masks work, just do it and like it. You know, your little minions. And yet, can you imagine, Dave, losing one of your? You have beautiful grandchildren. Can you imagine the place Mm. where we're getting when? Because of my outspoken thing on vaccines. And again, I just want people to know my mother, at 58 years old, was given a vaccine for H1N1. Tammy Flu became an instant quadriplegic in a 24-hour care facility, full-blown quadriplegic, never moved her body again from the Tammy Flu vaccine. So you want to talk about vaccines from the pit of hell. That is my opinion, but you're not allowed to have one of those, Dave, or you want to lose your grandchildren. I mean, this is, a, we're in a scary Sheila, society. So, so, they,
1: so they want to tell you, listen, Christians, you better hear me. You want to tell me that you'll stand up against the vaccination. You won't take the mark, right? But you won't take a mask off? Are you kidding me? Right now they're telling you to put a mask on and you won't even stand up against a mask? And when they come along and tell you that you have to take a vaccination to be able to get that food to feed your grandbabies, you think then you going to stand up and push back? No, no. Sheila, now's the time to do it. Right now. Right now is the time to push back. And again, the church is leading the charge on that one as well, aren't they? They're masking everybody up and social distancing. And oh, my goodness.
0: Well, we have a lot more than just a physical mask on. Some of these pastors have been wearing masks for years, but think about just changing out that letter and you just switch it out Ooh. for S. Mask of the Beast. I mean, this is oh, absolute well, line up and get your mark 101, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. And it's all been based on lies, as we know, right? Just 14 days to, to stop the curve or whatever it was. Look where, look where we are. Look look at the destruction of America that's happened as a, as a result of it, Sheila. And I'm going to tell you this. I still don't know anybody who has it. I know people who've tested positive <laughs> for it. Sheila, have you ever heard of a disease that you have to go to the hospital and get tested to find out if you have it. I I mean, it's it's unbelievable, (laughs) isn't
0: it? It really is, Dave. It truly is unbelievable. It's such a mind control operation. And you know, it's amazing to me. This stuff wasn't just talked about by these evil servants of Satan. People talk about these reports that came out, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. How about 6,000 years ago? You know, David Rockefeller might have talked about this stuff in the 70s. Bill Gates might have talked about Event 201. But the devil's been planning this crap for 6,000 years. The Babylonian witchcraft, bring in a one-world global authority, bring in a one-world currency, cashless society. Folks, Bible prophecy is its already foretold. The Bible is a blueprint for things coming. We're getting censored so bad right now. Dave and I don't even know. I mean, I always kind of treat each program like this could be the last. You know, we're not even promised tomorrow. Folks, it's time
1: to make a choice. Now we have a decision we have to make. Are we gonna ride out the ride out the wave? Is that what it is? We're just gonna ride out here. Yeah, it's just gonna get worse. We're gonna ride out the wave. I have six and a half beautiful little grandbabies and Sheila. I get up every day and I'm gonna do all I can do to secure. A better future for them yes. than I have. And if the Lord happens to intervene and this whole thing winds down, well, I didn't waste my effort. But if that doesn't wind down and I haven't been doing anything to protect them, I'm gonna be sick of my stomach.
0: Well, like Alex said this week, if we're not doing it for our kids, what are we doing it for here?
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Pretty
0: clear. And so Dave, take the last part of the show. We're gonna pray. I want you to pray first and then I want you to give out your information for how folks can sign up for your tactical, join your salt and light. Let's give that out, and then we'll pray at the end of the program, Dave.
1: Well, folks, just go to coachdavelive.com, coachdavelive.com, and we're doing a lot of stuff, and we're raising up men and women all across America who are making a difference just where they live. Remember, the scripture told us that we should forsake not the assembling of ourselves together even more as we see that day approaching. And isn't it amazing? As we see that day approaching, what's the enemy telling us to do? Why social distance? Don't get together. Don't gather together. So we're pushing back really, really hard against that stuff. And we're willing to help you try to get equipped where you are, find like-minded people around you in your area so that you can make a difference right where you live. As it wasn't, James Carville said all politics are local. Well, I think I think that still applies. I think everything is still local. Let's quit looking at Washington, D.C. Let's quit looking at Rome. Let's quit looking at all. these other places and look about right where you are and what it is that you can do to make a difference, for expanding, building the kingdom of God. Ultimately, Sheila, that's that's what it's all about. Lord, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you today that we acknowledge that you are the king of kings. You are it. There are other kings, but you're the king of all of them, Lord. We thank you that uh, you've given us the opportunity to be your servants, Lord Jesus, to be in your army, to stand up and to speak up, to be your witnesses into all the world. That's what you've called us to do. But Father, we would be, we would be remiss and we would be wrong if we didn't confess to you, Lord, that We've been, we've been controlled by fear, and we've been controlled by doubt. And we know that Revelation 21, 8 tells us that the first ones into the lake of fire are the what? The fearful and the unbelieving. Please, Lord, don't let us be that way, Lord. You've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Lord, we just pray that you would equip us, you would train us, you would mobilize us, you would organize us, and you would use us in this time in which we live to expand the kingdom of God throughout all the world so that that then the end might be able to come. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love. And we just say we love you back in Jesus name.
0: Amen. Amen. And Dave, one more time for the people listening on the podcast, give out your website and also where people can sign up for your tactical, please.
1: CoachDaveLive.com. And if I can do a a shameless uh, promo, Sheila, I do a, a live show every morning. At seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time or Daylight Time, seven o'clock. Hey, folks, listen. It ain't like nothing on the internet. I'm telling you, it's manly rockin' gospel. Sometimes the women's too harsh for them. Sometimes the little prissy Christians, it's too harsh <laughs> for them. But if you're if you're a man of war and you understand the times in which we live and you know what Israel needs to do every morning, CoachDaveLive.com archive forever on our website. You can watch it, and I promise you this: when you're done with it, you will have felt it. And we just pray that God will use it to train up and wake up more people.
0: I've been on Dave's show, and it's awesome. He has amazing listeners. It's a great show. And I highly encourage, again, that's 7 Eastern time. So grab a coffee and grab your iPad because Dave has a fantastic show. Again, it's not for sissies. Listen, Coach, it's so good to have you on the program. We love you so much. Thank you for everything you do, sir. And I, yep. and please do come back
1: sooner. We'll do it. We'll do it. God bless you, Sheila. God bless Know you do. Thank you.
0: Folks, that was Dave dobmeyer You can find him over there. The information is up on your screen. If you're watching by podcast, it is. His one stop for everything website is coachdavelive.com. Jump on over there, check out his program, reach out to the coach and let him know you heard him on the program. We have more fantastic guests. Make sure you are following me on social media. The information is linked in the description, as well as you can find my social media icons over there at SheilaZelinski.com. Again, that's SheilaZelinski.com. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. We'll see you real soon. Good night, and God bless you.